All right. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Nobody's Doing It Right, the podcast for uncertain creatives. My name's Kat. I'm your host. I am a freelance writer, blogger, and author, indie author, of the collection of flash fiction called Ripe Tangerines. This podcast episode has been a long time in the making. I think my last episode was February 22nd. Oh my gosh, that was so long ago. And a lot has changed in that time. So I've been feeling a little bit inspired to do another episode, get back into the flow of things. I find when I do too much writing, I tend to want to do more talking at a certain point to kind of balance it all out. So that's why I am doing a new episode. Um, yeah, so like I said, a lot has been going on in my life. Um, since the last time we spoke, I have actually been really focused on building my freelance writing business. As any creative knows, it is hard to start a business and a creative business and make it incredibly lucrative as you begin it. And while my creative business is not new, it is, I mean, it feels new because there's always something new I'm trying to test out and work through. And as any creative knows, it's hard to kind of get a good idea of what you want to do and be able to stick with it enough to make it something bigger than what you start off with, right? And there's a lot of pivoting that goes on, which is like another topic I've talked about in a previous episode. So. Since the time, was it February 22nd? I think it was my last episode. Um, since then, I've kind of taken the time to focus on building a freelance writing business, which is um, basically working with clients for their blogs because I like blogging and I like more long-form writing content. Um, yeah, so I've been working with them. I've been doing a lot of the cold pitching, the follow-ups, the emails, the Zoom calls, the um, CRM, all that fun stuff. And yeah, it's been doing well, okay? And that's been great because you're never really sure how it's gonna do when it comes to that kind of um, small business planning um, because there's so much that goes into it, right? But I kind of went in after a few years of doing this with a more steady plan of how I wanted it all to look and the financial goals I wanted to reach and just like figuring out what the structure to my day is gonna be, right? Because we're often told, you know, you start from, the end goal and how you want your days and your life to look and kind of build around that. So that's what I've had to do and it's it's worked well. So first thing was always to find an, um, a specific niche, work within that, stick to that and just basically, my biggest advice if you're trying to do this is to just cold pitch, cold pitch, cold pitch. And a lot of people ask me, where do you find clients to cold pitch, right? Um, this depends on the kind of niche you're working within. For me, it's, primarily Instagram, because I work with uh, skincare brands. And because I'm in Canada, I like working with Canadian companies. Um, and they're primarily smaller companies, but I've worked with a few bigger ones. Um, so Instagram is a great place to find uh, recommendations of those kinds of small businesses that need help building their um, marketing team, because it is marketing, right? It's content marketing, um, in a way. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Um, if you have any questions about that, feel free to reach out to me. I've had a few people um, get into my DMs on Instagram, which uh, my handle is Katarina Writes XO. So feel free to reach out, ask me any questions you want. I don't like to gatekeep, I don't like to hide information um, because I've learned how to do these from other people online who have shared their you know tricks and secrets and all that stuff. So I just want to pay it forward, help other people out. <laughs> uh, but that is not what today's episode's about. It is today's episode is about a lesson I've learned in conjunction with my slightly different um, career trajectory the last couple of months. And that's on setting boundaries and sticking to them. Now, 
the topic of setting boundaries is not for this podcast is not going to be only work boundaries because I think there's boundaries are in every aspect and part of life and I've only recently learned how to set proper boundaries and that's come with a lot of therapy um, without my therapist I don't think I would have been able to learn the importance of setting boundaries how to do it how to stick to them what it feels like to set a boundary and watch someone who either respects those boundaries and um, res like see someone who respects them actually respect them and see someone who doesn't um, get angry when you set those boundaries um, but it's also important for setting boundaries with yourself right because we are in a sense <laughs> we're like we're both our own best friends and our own worst enemies and setting boundaries is important even in our own minds basically and I've had to go through a lot of that in the last couple of months and I think it's an important topic not a lot of people talk about it with regards not only to like social life and all that but within themselves like the struggle of setting boundaries within your own mind so yeah that's what I want to talk about today and I've broken it down to three little sections so we're going to go through them slowly I'll share my insights um nothing super planned here I just took a few notes so I could uh, keep my thoughts straight I remember the last time I was doing this podcast I was kind of all over the place with my thoughts and while I liked the casual conversation kind of just saying whatever was on the top of my head um I would get a bit confused and it would be hard to edit after because I didn't always know where I was going with my sentences um yeah so this time around I actually have notes which is great so the first section of the boundary setting topic is going to be work boundaries because I started off with that so let's start with that now um the biggest one I've learned about myself is time time management and setting time boundaries is so incredibly important and yet I still totally struggle with it and it's really annoying we only have a certain amount of time in our days in our weeks in our months in our years and in our lifetimes right and we all while it's fun to kind of do whatever you want and, and um, whatever comes to mind and just having fun I'm all for that trust me I'm slightly hedonistic so I get it um, it's also important to have a certain type of structure when it comes to the way you use your time because and this is especially true if you have goals that you want to achieve those don't just happen unless you plan right and I'm not saying like you have to have huge goals in life like you want to be a millionaire you want to do no like any small goal whatever that goal is it takes time consistency and practice like doing it over and over again and um, structure so you need to be able to manage your time in a way that's effective for you and your energy levels right and knowing your energy levels is incredibly important because everybody's different like I'm an introvert and I'm very um I get a lot of anxiety so I tend to be kind of low energy most of the time um un unless I have like an anxiety outburst and that's where a lot of my energy goes but most of the time I am fairly low energy um whereas I've known people and dated people who are really high energy and like are always ready to do something go somewhere see people all that stuff so they're the way they handle their time is different than how we as introverts if you're an introvert how we handle our time right and a lot of times it's a bit harder for us I think because you don't have that much energy to begin with you only have a certain amount of spoons as people say um you have to know what you're going to do with them right you're what you put your energy towards and how long that takes is is in complete and total correlation with the outcome of what you're trying to achieve basically um so it's important to have boundaries around your time that is 
um, who you're seeing, what, what you're seeing, what you're doing, what you're watching. Like I tend to, a lot of my time these days has been sucked by TikTok and YouTube. And while I don't think that's necessarily bad to spend time watching that stuff, because as creators, we need to also be inspired. And that means consuming art or consuming information, depending on whatever your creative endeavors are. Um, so I don't at all judge anybody who watches a lot of things or reads a lot or whatever. You need that stuff. You need to, in order to output, you need some input, right? Um, but I've definitely spent way too much time on that stuff. Um, more as like, um, like an outlet, not an outlet, but like more because sometimes I get overwhelmed with the idea of sitting down and creating in, again, because I'm, I have a fair amount of anxiety you almost have this like paralysis, I find, where you don't want to start a project because you feel like it's not going to be good enough. And that, that kind of works with self-sabotage and um, self-limiting beliefs and all that stuff. So I often found myself wasting time um, to avoid getting down to doing the things I wanted to do for fear of failure, basically, right? So it's like, if I never do it, then I'll never fail. But then again, if you never do it, it's never done. So you don't even have the choice to know if you're going to fail or succeed, right? So setting boundaries around your time knowing what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, why, why you're doing it, right? Um, scheduling is great for that. I like doing like a, a very loose structure to my day, right? Like for me, most of my time, my writing time um, for clients is in the mornings, like around 10.30 to 12.30. Like that's the prime time for me to just like bang out as much writing for clients as I can. Um, but when it comes to more creative stuff, I like being a little bit more tired. I find I'm more creative that way. So I wait until later in the day. Um, yeah, and then I just structure everything else around that, really, because you have to do admin work, um, financial planning and, you know, invoices and all that stuff. So emails, um, that stuff I leave for later in the day. But yeah, it's, it's all about what works best for you, right? Um, so time. Energy is another um, boundary you need to work on because you need to know what's getting your energy, right? If you want to create a writing business, writing has to take your energy. But what kind of writing, right? And that goes into the third type of work boundary, which is what you're doing. If you want to become a blogger, then you have to do blogging, right? It's, and if you don't want to do that, if you actually despise, for example, if you despise writing for finance blogs, don't put your energy in your, into that kind of work <laughs> because you're going to get an outcome that's directly in correlation to the energy you've put into that. So set that boundary with yourself. Say, you know what? I'm not going to do that. No, I don't care how many people reach out to me that are from finance companies and how much money they're paying. Ultimately, you know that you're not going to like it. So therefore, you're going to put that boundary and say, you know what? No, I'm going to just stick to getting um, the clients of companies and businesses and all that stuff that I genuinely enjoy. And sometimes that takes more work, which it is what it is, right? You have to kind of have that sacrifice if that's how you want your day to look and the structure and... and um, and all that for your for your ideal life, right? Because that's the goal at the end of the day is creating your ideal life. Um, yeah, so that's work boundaries. Second lesson I've learned in terms of boundaries this past what, five months since I've had a last uh, podcast episode is social boundaries, right? Um, one of those is friends and family. Your friends and family are so important to you. So it's hard to have good, strong boundaries with them. And this you know, correlates to work boundaries as well, right? Telling your friend and family, like, I'm working in these times, so don't, please don't come disturb me, like, I'm trying to do my work. Um, but also, like, in terms of respect, right? Like, if you're saying, I want to do this, and you find that there's some um, anger and animosity towards that because of whatever other issues somebody else might have, right? They're putting that negativity onto you, you have to set that boundary and say, 
sorry, like I, I don't actually care what you think about what I'm doing with my life. This is it. So I'd prefer you just don't talk about it or, or you just don't talk to them about it, right? Whatever that boundary is for you. Um, another social boundary is strangers. Um, so I work, at, while I do mostly um, content writing for work, I also work part-time at a clinic, um, like a wellness center mostly. And there I deal with a lot of customers who want to book and all that stuff. And of course, as you expect in any sort of customer service job, I've had a few weirdos <laughs> come in. And while I used to work at The Gap um, and dealt with a lot of crazy people there, um, I've gotten so much better now at handling those kinds of situations and setting boundaries in those kinds of situations, right? So I've had people like hit on me in really uncomfortable ways. I've had people get angry for no reason. I've had people try to kind of um, swindle their way out of paying the right fees. And it's really taught me that sometimes it's harder to set boundaries with strangers for some reason than it is with like friends and family for some people. Um, but it's just as important, no matter who that person is, right? If it's a stranger on the like while you're waiting for the bus, if it's somebody in your building that you don't really talk to, but you got, those boundaries are important to set in all aspects. It doesn't matter who the person is. And of course, like there's always the fear of, um, especially as a woman, right? You, you fear people getting angry, violent, whatever. And that's totally understandable. Like you got to just assess every situation differently, but it's also important that you always have those boundaries in your mind of what's allowed and not allowed, right? and figuring out the best way for you to assert them. So if it's in the moment, it's too scary to do it verbally, um, figure it out, figure out maybe like leaving, just getting up and leaving, getting out of the situation um, as easily as possible, like whatever works for you, right? But it's always important to have those boundaries, especially with strangers. And the third social boundary is romantic relationships. So that one's, <laughs> that one's really complicated, especially if you have um, an attachment style, and this is like a theory, like a psychological theory of um, types of attachments people have in relationships based on um, childhood and the relationship with your caregivers. Um, if you have an attachment that is very anxious, codependent, it's hard to set boundaries with romantic partners. And I've definitely struggled with this in my youth. Um, and notice that, you know, the younger you are, of course, the harder it is to set boundaries with your romantic partners. Um, however, now, after a few, um, I guess almost a year and a half after out of my relationship, I've been taking time to assess the boundaries that I set and didn't set and all that stuff. And I'm taking that now into the dating world um, in terms of just being on, you know, dating sites and talking to people. And I've learned that there are a lot of people out there, men, because that's my sexual orientation, um, who don't like women that set boundaries. And it's made me realize that I have, A, I've gotten much better at setting boundaries, but B, also that how important boundaries are in romantic relationships right up, right up front. Because if that person's not willing to accept a boundary right away, they're not going to do it later on in the relationship, right? Um, everyone's putting their best foot forward. And if that's their best foot in early days, it's not going to get any better than that. Um, so yeah, that's a lesson I've also learned recently. Again, not at all related to work, but um, super important. And I thought it'd be important just to share with anybody else who's probably going through this now as we're winding down with COVID, um, hopefully in whatever country you're in that's listening. Because in Canada, we're definitely winding down and it's getting a little bit easier to go out and do things and meet people and all that fun stuff. Um, okay. Uh, the final boundary is the emotional boundary. And that's the one within yourself. And that's the hardest one, actually, that I've found. Um, because it's so tricky to be in your own head and also at the same time 
being able to like control yourself, if that makes sense. Like the way I see it is there's two versions of you, right? There's your conscious self, the one that's doing things that the version of me that's recording this podcast right now that's talking and then the person behind that the subconscious self that has all those programmings from childhood that um gets triggered by certain things that has um certain ideas that were you know planted in your brain as from when you were a child that creep up from time to time um those two people sometimes don't work well together right and setting boundaries for both of them is incredibly important to even getting close to achieving what you want to achieve, right? Because if they're both running rampant, there's going to be no unison, no working together, nothing. Um, so the first emotional boundary that I've had to really work on is knowing my triggers. And that's important because if you don't know your triggers, you, when you do get triggered by something, you don't know, A, you don't see it coming, and B, you don't know what to do in that moment, right? Because you you weren't prepared for it. Um, so everyone's triggers are different. Like I'm trying to think of one for me. Um, I don't know. I guess I get. I guess I get triggered when people get a little bit overly confrontational. Like that's that's a big thing for me. So when someone does get confrontational, it gets me a little bit. Um, like a little bit. I get a little shaken, right? And I don't know what to do. Um, but lately, I've gotten much better at recognizing the moment before somebody's going to get a little bit um, confrontational or having a backup plan in my head within that moment to say, okay, if, if this were to happen, this is what I'm going to do. And that's that. Right. And then also knowing that sometimes there are chances where you would put yourself in a situation that would cause emotional triggers, right? Like, um, another emotional trigger for me is potentially, um, stressing out about things, right? So if I put myself in a situation that I know is going to stress me out because of whatever, you know, whatever situation that is, um, I've gotten better at recognizing it beforehand and understanding with myself like, hey, Kat, you're going to get stressed out in this moment. Do you really want to go there? And I'm getting better at saying, you know what? You're right. Let's not go there and let's save my, like, let me save myself that trouble. Okay. Um, another emotional boundary is knowing when to step away from negative thought patterns. Um, I often love indulging in negative thoughts as I'm sure many people do, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to spiral sometimes to go down those dark holes, end up on the other side where you're destitute, alone, begging for food on the street, whatever your imagination comes up with, right? But ultimately that doesn't help. It doesn't make me feel good. It actually makes me stressed out even more about situations that I'm overthinking. Um, so I've gotten much better at knowing when to step away from the moments that I know I'm going to start spiraling and setting that boundary with myself saying, oh, this is so going back from like, oh, this is the trigger. And now you're in that negative thought pattern. Okay, now we're stepping away from that. Like we're not that we're done with that. You know what's going to happen. You know what's coming next. Done. Don't, do not even approach it. And that has actually saved me so many mental breakdowns the past couple of months. Um, and it's been great. And I think something that everybody should be able to learn about, like work on with themselves like I mean I always talk about therapy but some people can't afford therapy and that's totally fine like there's so many good resources online like there's podcasts that really help with thought work there's YouTube channels um personal development school is one that I'm kind of like obsessed with right now um so that's a good one if you want to just learn about different um psychological theories when it comes to relationships and triggers that way but yeah there's so many things online so many free resources that you can definitely use to kind of start your journey in self-discovery mental health all that stuff 
Um, yeah, and the third emotional boundary is knowing what you can and can't say to yourself. And this is a tricky one because um, it's taken me a long time to learn and understand that what you say about yourself is what you ultimately become, right? So if you call yourself stupid when you make a mistake, you're going to be stupid because you're like, your mind is just programmed to fulfill that that story you know it wants to find evidence that that's what, like if you keep saying it then it must be true so your mind is going to find evidence to make you believe that you're stupid right when in actuality like you're not right and if and if you if you are quote-unquote stupid um you, that's not a forever thing right like you can always educate yourself grow whatever right so when you put those like very fixed mindsets onto yourself and say like i'm stupid i'm ugly i'm you know whatever um they don't lead you anywhere good. They really hold you back for sure. And it's hard to get out of those mindsets um, without having to really like hype yourself up. And that can feel a little bit conceited at times. So I understand why people have a hard time. Like people would, it's sometimes more comfortable to tell yourself negative things and tell yourself positive things because you, we've all been conditioned to think that it's conceited and self-centered to like tell yourself that you're great and you're amazing and you're, you know, but in reality, like if you don't tell yourself that stuff, who will? Nobody will. And nobody's obligated to, and nobody should have to, you don't, like, you don't, you shouldn't have to be that for anybody else. So why should anybody else have to be that for you, right? You're your own hype man. So just do it. Like, and you don't have to tell anybody that you do it. You just do it in your own head. And honestly, I've had to do that a lot and have to just really like hype myself up and be like, no, you can do this. You're good. Like you got this, like whatever. And with time, honestly, with time and practice, it really helps and it completely changes your perspective on yourself. It's like working out, right? Like you work out enough, you want to target your thighs, for example, and you do those exercises that target thighs and slowly your thighs grow or your thighs um, lean out or whatever result you're trying to get, right? So this is just another type of exercise and it takes consistency and practice and it always, always, always takes uh, discomfort. You have to be, the moment you're too comfortable, it means you have to switch it up and do something that makes you a little bit more uncomfortable. Otherwise, there won't be any growth. There won't be any change. So yeah, um, that's, those are my thoughts on boundaries. I feel like I talked really fast in this episode, but I think it's because I had a lot to say, um, which is again, a good sign that I should be starting up my podcast again, um, because I think I have a lot in my head that I need to just kind of get out and writing is not doing the trick at the moment because I'm doing it so much, you know? So yeah, hopefully I wasn't talking too fast and hopefully you can understand everything I said because I tend to mumble sometimes. Um, but yeah, boundaries, so important and so important to like stick to them. You know, like once you set, and it's actually much easier to stick to them when you do it once. Like when you do it the first time, that's the hardest part because people will get angry, you'll feel uncomfortable. Um, you won't know if it's done anything, but like you do it that one time and you kind of like, like break the seal in a sense the next time a situation comes up where you have to assert your boundary again it's so much easier and you're like oh my god look at me look at me asserting boundaries and being okay with people being upset with me because I'm because I'm at least now happy right and you see people get mad or uncomfortable it's like ultimately it's better for me and it feels good for me so it doesn't matter anymore how they feel and you don't kind of want to do that placating thing that I think a lot of people tend to do um yeah so I hope this episode was useful I think this topic is so important I could talk about it um for days <laughs> boundaries and they're so fun it's so fun to have a boundary and to assert it like 
I don't know how to explain it to anybody that hasn't had to practice setting boundaries because some people are really good at boundaries from the get-go so they don't understand the pride you feel when you finally set one. But it's really, really fun to learn how to set boundaries and to stick to them like, no, like that's my boundary, that's that. And yeah, you kind of feel like your own superhero in a sense. So yeah, I wanted to share this uh, for anybody else who struggles with boundaries and um, hopefully give a different perspective on it and some advice. Um, and yeah, help anybody else on their way to feeling better about their work, their social life, their emotional state within themselves, all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, so if you want to reach out to me, you can find me at my website, which is katerinawrites.com. Um, you can find me at Instagram, which is katwritesxo, sorry, katerinawritesxo. Um, Twitter, Katerina Writes. And yeah, if you want to find my book, um, I published a book last year. It's a collection of flash fiction. It's called Ripe Tangerines. It's on Amazon. It's on Kindle and um, paperback. Um, yeah, that's my fiction writing. And my website's all uh, nonfiction writing. And yeah, that's pretty much it for today's episode. I will hopefully be back next week, maybe two weeks with another episode. Um, and go from there and see how long I can kind of keep up this stretch of podcasting. But yeah, thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you all next time.